Hello everyone. Welcome to this episode of Personae Extraordinaire. Through this interview series, I'm attempting to profile people who've made an extraordinary impact in their respective fields to engage and uplift others and help them be the best versions of themselves. I'm humbled and honored today to introduce to you Ms. Rama Krishnamachari, who's one of the foremost advocates for disability management and equality in India today. She has over two decades of experience in the field of disability inclusion and equality and has specialized in the area of disability policy. She has undertaken several studies on the UN Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities and its application in various aspects. Ms. Rama has developed the disability inclusion framework for employment in the corporate sector, which has been recognized nationally and internationally. She led the development of HR manual called Value Root to Business Success, the why and the how of employing people with disabilities, which was published by the Confederation of Indian Industry, also known as CII. This is today a reference book used by NGOs and the corporate sector. Ms. Rama has developed training modules and conducted several trainings in the area of disability for many stakeholder groups and is a trusted advisor to many organizations and diversity professionals. Welcome, Rama ma'am. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you, Zen. So to start off, I'd like to ask you a fun fact about yourself. This can be a favorite hobby, food, or anything else. Okay. So my favorite uh, pastime, you could say now, I do watch a lot of movies, web series, in the Netflix, Amazon Prime. So that's my hobby and my pastime as well. That's very interesting, ma'am. And if if I may ask, what's your current favorite movie or show? I ask because I'm a huge Netflix, Netflix buff myself and I love to add on to my watch list. Okay. What did I watch last? Uh, I watched this uh, series called Kaki, uh, which is a new Netflix series uh, based on a, you know, a police officer from IPS officer from Bihar who caught the terrorist. It's like a biopic series. Uh, that was very nice. Uh, that was good. That was my last I watched and I really liked it. I'll definitely look into that. It sounds very interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's really sorry. No, it's just really put it on science. Yeah. Yeah. It's really yeah, rare that career paths follow a straight line from where they started to where they are today. Could you please share a little bit about your own journey? Who or what was your inspiration? And some interesting experiences along the way that shaped you as a person? Hmm. So, uh, you know, my mother was in the social sector and I was kind of uh, always wanted to work in the social sector. Typically, I start, I'd want to do something good for the country. And that was my like, you know, need. And actually, I went with the flow. And interestingly, the journey that I took because of this um, uh, need that I had internally, somehow the journey worked out because I joined first. Um, an alternate school called Mirambika in Delhi, which is an alternate school. And I kind of really liked, and I said, I would also like to do something more, you know, train myself in education. 
that is when I joined uh, Spastic Society where I studied uh, uh, special education and I worked for seven years uh, there. And I was very inspired by, um, you know, uh, the professionals there. Uh, there was one, uh, Gloria Barrett, who was, uh, who was heading uh, uh, Spastic Society at that time. I was quite impressed uh, with the person that she was and the professionalism that she brought in in the work. That was one. And then after seven years, I joined this organization called NCPEDP, which was headed by now late Sri Javed Abidi. And I was very inspired. And in fact, it shaped me in a sense of looking at, you know, issues from a rights-based angle, looking at barriers that exist in the society for people with disabilities. So somehow I was, I think my career got shaped and I call him my guru in some sense because he taught me the right way to look into and address the area of disability. Uh, so that's something that has been my, he has been my guru and inspiration. And that's how it just flowed, you know, it just flowed from uh, starting as a special educator to policy related advocacy. Now I'm a consultant. So the journey has been wonderful. And I love the job. I love my job. Thank you so much, fam. There's always a very strong case in following your heart and as well as your instincts. And your journey and accomplishments are phenomenal. Thank you. So before I ask you my next question, I'd just like to thank you for having gone through my audiobook lecture now. And I do hope you enjoyed it. In my eponymous poem, The Extraordinaire, in several others, I've dwelt on how empathy is a superpower the world needs most today, and how kindness is the panacea for many problems we face today. What do you feel about these two virtues, kindness and empathy? Yes, of course. I think uh, completely I agree that uh, kindness and empathy are the key. And um, like I said, yes, it's a work in progress uh, because even for adults, I mean, of course, with children and adults, it's, it's, it, we all want to be, we have to be kind, we have to be empathetic, but it is not, it's, it requires introspection. Uh, it requires thinking that we are being kind to our own family. We're being kind to the society. So it's, it's, it's a continuous effort to put in. And I agree with you that, um, you know, these are two things that can love as well, I would say, can really change uh, the world. Um, very important. Okay. Um, I just like to add on one point that I feel that we need to lead by example and demonstrate these uh, traits that are of fundamental importance to children at a young age. Only then will they internalize them and the prob the solutions to problems like lack of accessibility will come to them naturally as they grow up. I agree with you that yes, see some of these discussions never happen in schools, etc. You know, people are like really not aware of issues. And I think you're very right. It's a responsibility of adults to set certain examples, have these sessions, uh, you know, discussions with young children about issues. So they are, I mean, somehow if you have discussions and allow 
make people learn listen to each other i think that's the biggest thing i feel and that's really helped me as well uh you know in listening to people so the flow also happened in the journey when whenever i had questions i introspected and also listened to others and i think the listening is a very important skill to be empathetic and kind and that's how you can inculcate uh, you know kindness um across if you start listening i think you become more kinder in the process but many people do not do that we are more interested in either listening to ourselves or having conclusions and what we are thinking of what we should speak rather than listen to another person i think that's something it's a valuable skill to inculcate in children i completely agree with you So you're a celebrated diversity, inclusion, and equal opportunity advocate, and in your line of work, you would be dealing directly and indirectly with youth through your interventions and programs every single day, and that too at close quarters. In what way do you think the pandemic has exacerbated the mental health crisis for people with visible and invisible disabilities in this generation of youth? Yes, pandemic was a big thing for everyone and uh, people. Because what is happening? I, uh, like I said, you said I deal with youth more than young children, uh, the working population in some sense. A lot of people in Bangalore they come and stay alone, you know, for work. They are not living with their parents, and during pandemic, living alone with no social support, and you're not even going to office. You're all working from home, no help at home. it did it did lead to a lot of mental health issues for a lot of people but at the same time you know the whole work from home which was not available earlier though possible but work from home was not given to people in general so this pandemic also helped in uh, people who had difficulty traveling you know the work from home became a kind of a norm so people accepted work from home requirement as a you know is not as a special thing to do but as something that everyone can benefit from work from home so that has been a positive thing a lot of people who had anxiety meeting a lot of people outside they also felt very comfortable you know sitting at home and working so it had its small benefits as well in the employment of people with disabilities or people with difficulty and yes i should also say that a lot of people also lost their jobs See, it sector was to great extent um, you know because most of the clients that i work with are from it sector it's slightly more protected but uh, in many other industry the people lost their jobs um so things are getting back but yes it has been uh, difficult it had certain positive outcomes as well that's a very interesting perspective ma'am and thinking back i too feel that amidst the issues that the pandemic has brought in its wake the leverage of technology opportunities mm. to use social media platforms for social good and engaging seamlessly beyond the borders with like minded people across the world and in general just learning and practicing the values of gratitude and kindness were definitely some of the positives definitely so you've been associated with diversity and equal opportunity center deoc which offers consulting research and training services to corporate and developmental and government organizations 
to promote equality and inclusion for persons with disabilities. Could you tell us about some of the exciting and exemplary initiatives being undertaken by DUOC? Okay, so yes, DOC is a consulting organization. Our main areas of work are accessibility, uh, policy um, development, uh, uh, training, and research. Some of the biggest things that we have done, for example, uh, accessibility. If you look at accessibility, um, you know, it was always seen as a separate thing to do, you know. So National Building Code, which is like the Bible for construction industry, would have accessibility standard only as an annexure. So people are architects or any construction people will look at the annexure and say, okay, only they will look at the annexure if they're building a rehabilitation center or you know special school. They would never look at the annexure for building, say, a workspace or a school or a mall. So what we felt was that why should accessibility be just an annexure or it should have a separate guideline? This National Building Code, which is like two huge volumes, there is chapter on lifts, there is chapter on plumbing, there's chapter on uh, playgrounds, uh, landscape. We should ensure that accessibility is part of every chapter. So that we had done in terms of an extensive research uh, in ensuring that accessibility gets added in every chapter. So I think that's a big, you know, achievement. And I'm very proud of the fact that 80% of our suggestions got included. So somewhere today, um, all the construction, because they want to comply with an NBC, uh, it's, it's kind of accessibility taken more seriously. And also there's a recognition that accessibility in construction field, you have several uh, several consultants working. You would have plumbing consultant, landscape architect, lift consultant, fire consultant. So in some sense, accessibility is also one of the aspects that has got added. We also, uh, other thing that we have done, you know, which would have a larger impact is we had researched, you had mentioned about the UN Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disability and its application. Uh, we had worked extensively on RPWD Act, the Rights of Persons with Disabilities Act. Today, India has a legislation. We had done a manual and trainings on RPWD Act to different stakeholders. So that has been a very, um, you know, a very impactful and a useful effort, educating different stakeholders on the legislation. So these are some of the, you know, work that I can recollect which I'm very happy about. This is such amazing work, ma'am, and I must applaud you for the same. I personally feel that one of the biggest things that we do not have in India is the concept of support groups and the like the partnerships you spoke of just now. Mm. True. Finally, could you please share some parting pearls of wisdom with our listeners on how we can make this world a kinder and more inclusive place to live in? See, first is awareness. Uh, it's important that uh, people, uh, you know, become aware of uh, different aspects of uh, diversity. Learn about it. Knowledge is very important. You know, knowledge is, is empowering. 
so that is where i think i would say focus a lot on creating awareness starting at the right age uh, in terms of schooling you know curriculum there is discussion not just like you know chapter on that doesn't really work but um, having discussions and i'm so glad that you know you have for instance taken up this uh, very important uh, you know role of educating people through your poetry or through your interviews and i would want to see many more young people because young people can talk to young people that's also a good uh, way and teachers playing a very very see how teachers behave or treat makes a lot of difference because children also mirror the qualities of the teacher when you say your teacher is inspiration or i have had inspiration and actually mirrored their behavior so it's very important that teachers focus on that many many of the teaching curriculum does not even include uh, you know these aspects of social aspects whether it is disability teachers training curriculum has nothing on that or it could be just an additional paper so somewhere they are very focused on teaching their and their mindset so a lot of these are mindset issues so teachers come from the society and have the same mindset issues which affects so i think awareness is the key and teachers can play a very crucial role people like you uh, who are playing a very crucial role i would like to see more um the younger generation who are not just bothered about what am i going to get or what is it that i am going to you know it's all focused on themselves so if they can be more focused uh, on creating awareness i think um, world will be a better place and i really think that looking at you and many other young people today i'm very hopeful that uh, you guys are doing a good job thank you so so much rama ma'am and this conversation has been so uplifting in enlightening in equal measures i look forward to partnering with you and deoc to do my part in spreading sunshine in this very very important topic just let me know how uh happy to support you in any which way just reach out and uh, i'll also connect you to people more people if you need and uh, happy to partner thank and support thank you so much ma'am for taking the time out to do this thank you so much